Well, isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord tonight, on this Sunday night? Hallelujah. As Brother Rouse will say, I couldn't think of a better place to be than to be in the house of the Lord. A place I'd rather be, be in the house of the Lord with God's people, singing songs and worshiping the Lord, and a man giving him glory in this place tonight. And we love and appreciate each one of you. It's so good to see you all in the house of the Lord tonight. Sister Linda Whittington, it's good to see you tonight. Amen. God bless her heart. Praise the Lord. Amen. Pain in her body, but God's got her here tonight. Thank God for it. Sister Rochelle, God, it's good to see you too, Rochelle and Lloyd and others that's here with us tonight to give honor and praise and glory unto the Lord. We all here by the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. Nobody would be here tonight if the devil have his way. Well, I'm glad the devil don't have his way. I'm glad I crossed old Jordan, amen, and found a better way. I found something that could satisfy my soul. That I could find contentment and satisfaction in. And I know it's been a warfare since then, but thank God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I know the devil wants to take it and the world wants to take it and others, amen, want to try to persuade us. not a whole lot to it. But I'm glad I experienced something tonight, amen, that those songs really can't sing it. Amen. And you really can't tell it. Really, the only way that you can really experience it, experience it for yourself. If you've never experienced the Holy Ghost, amen, you're cheating yourself. You need to quit listening to the lying devil and whoever it might be is telling you, amen, that you don't have to have it and you don't need it. It's something be something that you ought to have to have. It ought to be something we want. That's the Spirit of God that takes up a bone inside of us that knows all things and with that measure, I promise you, it's enough. It's more than enough to get us out of this world. It's more than enough, amen, to comfort us and to counsel us and guide us along this journey. And I'm telling you what, you and the Holy Ghost right by yourself in the cab of a truck in a closet somewhere, wherever it might be, you can have the party of your life. You can have the experiences of your life. Holy Ghost can move upon you and help you, man, to see things the way they ought to be seen, hear things the way they ought to be heard. Walk in this life, amen, with a heartbeat, with a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory, with a peace that the things and storms of this world cannot keep from you. Amen. That settled peace that settles down on the inside of us. Got your Bibles, Proverbs. Amen. I really don't know how this is going to go tonight, but with the help of the Lord, I hope. You probably won't preach long, maybe 30 minutes thereabout. Proverbs 22 and 28. Proverbs 22 and 28. I probably will dig a little further into this particular thought tonight and message than what I have. I am very concerned of where we at and the condition, our spiritual condition. Amen. Not just this local assembly, but speaking in general of all the different events that's taking place. And, you know, it would do us good. It would do us good to pay attention to what happens in the denominal worlds, in the religious worlds. Because of the adversary, once he, he destroys them. And I got some Bible for some of this. You can go to watch a man with Hezekiah and all the other cities were overpowered and overcome. Except Jerusalem. 
But you know what? He started making preparation. He saw it coming. He knew his day and hour was coming. So we're kidding ourselves if we don't think that that adversary and the power of the enemy is not going to bombard this one God church and try to, to distort it and try to tear it down and try to destroy it from within. From within. Amen. That's the reason uh, it's a dangerous thing and we have to be careful. Who are allowed to be in the leadership in our spiritual lives and their, what they thought and their doctrines and their beliefs. And, but anyway, you'll see what I'm talking about here in a few minutes. I'll let you be seated. So with this particular verse here tonight in Proverbs 22 and 28. Remove not the ancient landmarks which thy fathers have set. Move not the ancient landmark which our fathers have set. I felt the Holy Ghost impress me a few weeks ago that regardless of what new things and directions and folks understand the screens are not really that new and just a new method, new way of maybe putting songs up. We could have spent several hundreds and even thousands of dollars and bought books again to put out in the chairs and think with that direction. But at the same time, it's what we put on the screen. It's how we allow it to entertain us. And it's how far we go. I tell you, when we're really messing up, it's when the day I, you, you come, I don't show up and I just tell you, watch the screen. <laughs> Praise God. I just get you a good video for Bishop Odom or someone else. And how will that go over? <laughs> well, you'd be shocked the people that's being churched by internet tonight. They live far across, not even in the same state. And that's not too close to a shepherd, if you ask me. That's not too close to a body of believers when you're in trouble, if you ask me. So I do believe there are some limits. But at the same time, amen, there is some old landmarks. I believe there are some familiarities that we should never drift away from. That better always set high in the priorities of living for God and serving God. I believe it is a dangerous thing, amen, to begin to let down on and I'm going to say standards here tonight because I'm going to tie this in a little bit with that. But with the help of God here tonight, I believe I'm standing before a group of people that still won't sit old-fashioned. I believe I'm standing before people that want to be saved. And that's, that's what we mean. We don't want uh, new modern things to lead us into a place and a realm that we wind up becoming so calloused and so blinded. That we wind up lost and don't even realize we're lost until we're so far out there. Come to a conclusion. Come to a place where, who are we? Who's our God? We saw this happen to Israel. They got so far out there in one place and out there and so caught up. They didn't even know how to speak that Jewish language. Didn't know nothing about it. Couldn't speak it. The church is no different. Can get so caught up and so far out there. But I'm not interested in that tonight. I'm interested in anything. God, bring me back to some old landmarks. Bring me back, God. 
into some boundaries and places of the Spirit. That the old-time conviction, the old-time moves of God would move in such a way that every sinner in the house would come to the realization, I'm lost and undone without this God. They have a lukewarm person in the house would take and re-examine their hearts, look at their conditions, and look at where the road they're going down is where it's heading. And it'd stir them to a point saying, I'm going to turn around tonight. I'm going to make what's wrong right. I'm going to come and call on this God. I'm not going to wind up in a devil's hell in a lake of fire. I'm talking about some old landmarks. Amen. Some old moves of God. God will love you tonight and appreciate you. You know, there's not much to us, but there's a whole lot to you. A whole lot to your presence, your anointing, your word, and your promises that you've given to mankind and to every man, woman, boy, and girl in this assembly tonight. You've showed us that you love us with an everlasting love. You bared a cross. You paid a price. You paid a price to give us life and life more abundantly. You've given us a pathway. You've given us some things to help us overcome sin and the power and the influence of it. You've given us directions how to walk. How to walk with you, God. To be led by your spirit. To be led by your touch and your anointing. God, we ask for that special touch, a special visitation. No one else would do, Lord. No one but you, God. No one but your touch and your presence to walk up and down these aisles and to minister to us. To mend the bodies that are sick in this place. Touch knees and touch backs and touch hearts. God, you're the only one that can reach into every heart in this house. Every hurt, every disappointment, every trial. God, you see them all. You know them all. Nothing's hid from your eyes. Nothing's hid, amen, from the powers of your presence. God, we pray for that presence in this house tonight to come settle down upon this first Jesus named Church of Bendale. Jesus, we want you to walk in the house, but not just in the house. God, we ask you to walk in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. Come to our rescue. Come and save us. Come deliver us. Come talk to us. In that wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I will confess tonight I do not have this thought or this message as well as I would like to be. I will probably dig into it a little greater depthness. But as it began to unfold to me, and, and even in the last few hours, as we began to dig further into the statement landmark, most of us of our time and generation, especially the time prior to GPS, we understood a landmark would be a, a landmark would be a certain, maybe a certain tree. I, I remember way back, and some of the young hunters, they wouldn't remember this, but I remember a good life and a good argument. Brother Barry would be here tonight, and Brother Quinn Ferguson would join in with this one. We would make the statement, uh, I buy the mailboxes. They never knew anything really about the mailboxes being out at the end of Barry Road. They didn't bring the mail in on Barry Road and down Havens Road and 
Ralph Flurry's Road. You had to go all the way out to 57. And out at the mailboxes, there would be the post out there and four or five mailboxes. And, and so when the statement's made, and I remember, I can't remember the whole story completely. Brother Quinn tell it better than I can. I don't know if somebody was driving dogs or something was happening. But anyway, I think Mr. Berry told something about going to the mailbox. And uh, these two young gentlemen didn't have a clue about any mailboxes. And that got beside Mr. Berry. He just couldn't believe. <laughs> they couldn't remember about the mailboxes and so we know what it is to have landmarks and and that wasn't the only time I can remember and I'm not sure if that old tree brother Quinn can witness to this and uh but uh there was another old tree and it was a pretty good sized drive and and um we, we had permission from Fern Fair, this little part of their land, but we had permission to drive that portion into ours. And, but there was a big old tree out there that had a bunch of old limbs out in the center of it. And after they had replanted the pines, it was hard to find it, but it became a landmark. It became known as a place of any driver. If you drove that spot, amen, you could drive the whole old six, seven, eight thousand acres. But if you missed that old tree, you didn't drive the lot. You didn't drive the drive. You missed it. Now, you could forgot everything else and just made your way to that old landmark. Made your way to that old tree and had all them limbs on it because if there was a buck laying in that drive, he was going to be laying in the vicinity of that old oak tree, and that's who we was after. I'm telling you, if there's ever been a church, if there's ever been a generation, that something needs to rise up in their hearts and minds and spirits. I don't want church like it just always been hallelujah but I want to find the old landmark I want to find a move of God that changes me forever I want to find a move of God amen that lasts longer than 30 minutes I want to find a visitation for God that will change me when I walk out out of here on a Monday but to my surprise landmark it's not what it means in the Bible. That's not what it's likened to in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever been lost, and, and uh, I, I remember Katrina. After Katrina, I remember it's one of the first things being said on the radio on that Monday morning, right back under that fellowship hall. Still had power. First statement I'd heard on that radio was the announcer says, hey, I can see the top of the red light on Highway 90. That's all he could see was the red, that red light. He said, landmarks are beginning to disappear and said, I really can't tell where I'm at. Signs were covered and other things. And he said, it's all looking so much alike now and the same. I don't have a clue. There was people that drove down there afterwards and because certain landmarks had been removed and taken out. They couldn't even, didn't even know when they drove up in their own homes and where their house had been. Amen. Because of the destruction that had taken place. Could it be that the enemies found out that if he'll send storm after storm, that he began to destroy landmarks and he began to destroy 
amen, landmarks that you and I held on dearly. We, we know what I'm talking about when I say this even in the church. We know there is a spiritual plateau. There is a spiritual realm that we, as we come into every service, we start reaching for it. We want the breath of God. We want the move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're addicted to it like the drug addict. We're addicted to it, amen, like the alcoholic. Amen. If I can just feel the breath of my God. If I can just feel those chill bumps and that which brings the chill bumps, really. That, that liberty, that, that anointing, amen. That same way in a prayer meeting. You can be in a prayer meeting all by yourself. But there's something about when the powers of God moves and the Holy Ghost fills up that room and fills up your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Prayer, prayer's no problem then. Amen. In fact, you find it a bigger struggle. Amen. I got to stop, but I, boy, I sure don't want to stop. Amen. But the ringer's going off and this is happening. I got to go here. But you really don't want to leave that presence and you don't want to leave that because you finally reach the landmark and you reach into that realm and that place with this almighty God that never slumbers, that never sleeps. Hallelujah. It's always on top of everything that's going on in our lives. Know exactly what we need, when we need it, how we need it. He doesn't miss not one single time. But tonight, as we look at this a little bit, what the landmarks mean in the Bible. <laughs> and so as I, I looked it up, and landmarks only mentioned, I think, about four times in the Bible, Proverbs, Deuteronomy, Job, and maybe twice, I think, in Proverbs. Look what term, landmark. It's not, not real often. Amen. And if my memory serves me right, there was all in the Old Testament. But as I looked at it, one of the first things you're going to notice is boundary. A landmark was a boundary. It established a boundary. Man, I'm telling you, church. That's reading this. I read it to you this morning. Amen. With, with, with Joshua. That generation lived for God as long as the elders were alive. As long as Joshua was alive, they lived for God. As long as those that could retell it to them and tell them over and over about the works of God that was in their lives. How God brought them out of Egypt. How God performed the miraculous. How God departed the Red Sea. How God, amen, worked for them on their behalf to bring them where they was at. Amen. As long as somebody was there that could tell it, amen. And they could feel the glory and the power of God to back it up. They didn't have no problem living for God. You and I cannot live for God without the anointing in the presence of God in our lives. But I tell you what's happened to us slowly but surely. Not all, but for the majority. They've took the landmarks and they picked them up and they moved them. Just about anything it breathes can walk into place they call a church. And just about anything it breathes can walk behind a pulpit and say they're from God and hearing from the voice of God. But I'm here to tell you, God still disqualifies voices. God still, just because they're proclaiming it 
and saying it don't mean he's in it and he's involved in it. But I tell you what he will do. If we'll have an ear to hear his voice. If we'll have a heart, amen, a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. The Bible says and it trumps anything and everything. I'm here to tell you tonight, the Bible trumps it all. The Bible says if you hunger and thirst after night, you shall be filled. It ain't a help and hand and maybe about it, honey. If you hunger and thirst after the righteousness of God or the truth of God, there's nothing able back and stop it from happening but what we've done we've moved them we've moved the landmarks now and to understand that we, we got to uh, uh, here's how it went when you go to Deuteronomy 19 and 14 it says thou shalt not remove thy neighbor's landmark which they of old time have set in thine inheritance, which thou shalt inherit in the land that the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it. So when you look at this, you got to realize how important this landmark is. Now, even to this day, over in Palestine, place, they have what they call vineyards and gardens. The boundaries of these vineyards and gardens, a lot of time is put up with sandstone or pricklets with sticks and things. It's a wood that's kind of, it's got thornies to it and all. And they, they would crowd their gardens with that. Okay. But, but vineyards, okay. But, but when it came to agriculture fields and came to large uh, sections of land, a man. A lot of times the only thing that was ever used was a stone or a pile of stones that would be set up as a landmark. And it determined the boundaries of whose land it belonged to. And it was an abomination, amen, for you to remove those landmarks. I know we take and push the button and the envelope a little bit today, but I can remember a time even here. People's property. Those trees that has a marking on those property, legally, you're not supposed to cut them down. If you get timber cut on your land and you're, that guy begins to turn, cut those trees on that line, get you and him both in trouble. And it ought to. They don't belong to you. And they don't belong to the other fella. <laughs> it's a landmark and it's painted. It's there for a purpose. It's there for a reason. So we begin to understand about boundaries and how they're set up and established and grounded. Deuteronomy 27, it says, Cursed be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark. And all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed is he. I just wonder if I slip this over in, and I'm going to in just a minute. When I slip this over into boundaries, and that slips into standards, which slips into banners, which slips into to, to holiness and righteousness and separation, I just wonder how many times we've moved the boundary line. God didn't tell us to it, but we on our own because we didn't like how it was going, and because of carnality, because we didn't obey the word of God, because we wasn't born again. We 
took it upon ourselves and we said, and we moved the boundary over. But it became a curse. It became a curse. It's going to become a curse. Everybody that walked behind that man, everybody that bleeds like evil, is going to wind up cursed. I know we're living in a time and we're living in a world that's done its best to tear preachers down, to tear down anything with any kind of authority that stood for anything that was upright and wholesome. Amen. It didn't stop with preachers, but it's made its way to schools. It's made its way to the government. It's made its way across all of these places. Now we're living in a society that has no respect for your place or my place or nobody else's place. Amen. Because they, they don't have a clue about boundaries. I was raised in a generation and by a set of parents. You didn't walk into other people's houses. Hallelujah. You didn't. In fact, if I'm coming to yours, I'm probably going to call and let you know I'm coming. Amen. And when I get there, even though you know I'm coming, I'm still not just going to just, just walk up in there. I don't care if you're standing on the other side of that door. I'm still going to knock. Amen. I'm still, I've been married, amen, for 42 years. But you know what? I still knock before I go into Mr. Ford and Miss Ford's house. I don't go into their cabinets, amen, without permission. I don't go prowling into the bedrooms. I don't go any of them places. Hallelujah. Because there's some boundaries. Hallelujah. It's put in my heart, put in my spirit. But I'm telling you, we're living in a generation tonight that's so nosy and busy bodies and thieves, amen. They don't care nothing about you or your respect. That's the reason they get on phones and just play it off. Brother Ford has slipped into the to the church now. It slipped into the spiritual realm. And here's the problem now. Here's the problem. Spiritually speaking, religiously speaking, we don't move the boundaries so much. They're moving them tonight. You got some out there. I'm not being ugly. I'm praying for them. I don't know what's going to be the outcome for some. Hopefully good for some. I hope some wake up and realize and say, and you know what? We're going to find the old landmarks. We're just going to go back to what this says and what it instructs us. We're going to pray that the God of this book become the God of this assembly. Don't tell me God won't do it. I tell you, God will do it. God, amen, to save whole churches. God, to bring them out of darkness into this marvelous light. God, to fill them up with the Holy Ghost and baptize them in Jesus' name. God, to raise up a man and send him to them. Oh, I tell you, God's in the saving business. When you start looking for the old landmarks, when you start making your way back to God, I tell you, God, a bankrupt heaven. If it's any way possible to save your soul. There's nobody like this God to help us. So we understand here how important a man about these landmarks. I know I don't normally do this, but I, I, I copied down a couple of the other translations on the key verse here tonight of Proverbs 22 and 28. The NIV says, do not move an ancient boundary stone set up by your forefathers. The TEV in Proverbs 22 and 28 says, Never move an old property line that your ancestors established. 
you can look up the term landmark and immediately it carries you to boundaries it shocked me I was caught off when I was prompted by the Holy Ghost a man just a few weeks ago going back to the old landmarks of what I was going to find and what I began to see unfold and begin to take place Amen. I'm telling you, you can go and watch even, and we won't go through that tonight, but you can go to Joshua, the 10th chapter, and the 11th chapter. You see where Joshua, he's began to give the land and the boundaries, amen, that was given to these individuals. And they couldn't sell that land, amen, to strangers. And they couldn't do certain things to that land. You know what? As I was over this country, there's one thing that would never happen in the lands of this country. I don't care how much money is involved. I wouldn't care who it is. Nobody have a right to sell, not one single acre of this good old United States ground to no foreign country to no foreign individuals I'm telling you they'd have to go through all the courts and prove who they are and where they're coming from it had to be American people that's going to buy the grounds of America I wouldn't let nobody else buy God didn't let nobody else buy the ground he gave to Israel we got a right to fight for the land God give us why is that so important I'll tell you why and why would you get killed over those land? <laughs> because the land you received and the measure of land you received, amen, that's what you had to survive off of. This country right here used to raise families off of, off of 20 acre farms. 20 acre farms. They'd build a house. Raise a family of eight and ten kids off of a 20-acre farm that they worked from daylight to dark with their own hands. But they wasn't about to let nobody, when they came and settled it, when they come and established within the United States of government that this land belongs to so-and-so, they was willing to die for the land because they understood, amen, if I don't keep the land, we're going to starve. Amen, we're going to, my family, my babies are going to starve. When's the last time you woke up in the nighttime and wonder where your boundary line is at in the spiritual realm? For your own baby's sake. You can get the attitude of some of them. Some of those landmarks wasn't nothing but one stone. They decided to lay out and put up as a marker. Some of them was trenches but it wasn't very deep most of the time so it was pretty easy to take and fill in the trench and pick up and year after year you just keep slipping over I just wonder if the devil caught on to something somehow I can just start getting those elders a man to start moving some landmarks if I can just start beginning to get them to understand. Really, all of that's not necessary any longer. You really don't have to pray an hour or so before services to get a hold of God. Man, we got new ways and new methods. Man, we can just put it all on the screen. And, and we can do this and we can do that. And I'm all for the screens. But you know the only downplay about that? Hallelujah, if we're not careful, we won't get none of it in our hearts. It'll just be on the screen and never in our hearts. And that's a big difference. Hey, man, when it's 
not. Lord, tell you something. You know why in the Old Testament they could stand for 12 hours to the reading of the Word of God? That's the only way they was going to get it. There wasn't no other Bibles. There wasn't nobody taping it. There wasn't nobody. The only way they was going to get it, Sister Milton, was standing there paying attention and hearing it for themselves. And God blessed them. And God helped them. God's going to bless us here. And with the help of God, we're going to get the word of God on the screen. We're going to do these things. I'm not against it. I'm just telling you, folks. Hallelujah. The landmarks. We need some old landmarks. We need some old-fashioned moves of God. We need a move of God in this house. We need more than just something that's pumped and primed and fast and really have no substance to it. I'm telling you, it don't last very long. It won't last very long. But you can get something that's anchored down and settled and comes from beneath and rise up in us honey it'll establish your goings it'll ground your feet in this gospel amen you won't be tossed to and fro with every little wind a doctor never little struggle never little battle sometimes we need to thank God for the trouble that comes in our lives I'm going to say that again sometimes we need to thank God for the trouble comes in our lives. Trouble's going to do one or two things. It's going to make us tougher, with greater faith, and greater love. It's going to drive us out. And you and I as individuals determine what the outcome's going to be. But if we make up in our minds and hearts, I'm not moving the landmark, God. You said you'd be with me. You said you'd help me. I'm not alone because you're with me. Amen. God's with us. God's with us. Who can be against us? If God's for us, who can be against us? If God's with us and never forsake us, who says we can't come through the storms? Who says we can't win the battles? Who says we can't be victorious? I don't care where you're at tonight. If you somehow, amen, if you can get your eyes back on the landmarks, if you get your eyes back on the old-fashioned praying, hallelujah, knowing how to pray, how to pray down the powers of God. Hey, I'm not real sure if we know how to pray. I've watched and observed right here. Amen. As a watchman, we can't hardly pray five minutes, amen, and prior to your service. I talk about earnest and sincere prayer that moves the powers of God. A prayer of a righteous man, an earnest prayer of a righteous man. I tell you, it'll move the powers of God in our midst and our presence. There's some basic things that are must. You can be seated. Repentance, baptism in Jesus' name. And the infilling of the Holy Ghost is some landmarks that no man has the right or the power or the ability to move out of that book. God's going to expect it. God's going to expect it because it's his word. It's his word unto us. Amen. Holiness. Man, I tell you, I, I just start, but I'm not going to do that. But, but listen to a few things here, and, and I'm not going to last long. I told you 30 minutes. I think that's up already, but give me just a few more. Sister Moore, y'all can come. Get ready. I'm not going to be wrong. I really am not. The Bible begins from that place, and this is where it really started getting my attention. Hosea 5 and 10 says, The princes of Judah were like them that remove the bound. The bound there, when you look it up, means landmark. It takes you immediately to landmarks. Or for a better term, it says boundaries marked. Stones. 
It talks about, it, when you read from that and study a little further, it leads you to standards. Amen. It leads you to barriers between, amen, what's right and what is wrong. And so the princes of Judah. But when you do a study on the princes of Judah, come to find out these are carriers of Ahab. Amen. They're talking about the princes of Judah here that begin to bring in idolatry worship, that begin to bring in, amen, different beliefs in God. I'm telling you, our world's being bombarded with all kinds of ideals and opinions and a lot of them to try to get it out of the word of God but I'm thankful tonight that the word of God forever settled in the heavens and no man or individual has the power or the ability amen to change the word of God it's forever settled in the heavens hallelujah and if it's ever been a generation that's the reason the Bible says preach the word in season out of the season why it don't matter if it's in season or out of season the word of God always work and the word of God's always right it doesn't matter how I feel about it doesn't matter about my opinion about it it's still right. It don't matter if mama believe it, grandma believe it, and great, great, great grandma believe it. It's still right. It's still right. Now, as you watch this, Isaiah talks about let the Spirit of the Lord lift up a standard against who the enemy may come in. He goes from that and Amen. It talks about, I'm, I'm going to bypass a few things here. But, but I want to go to an area. This is, this is, this is something that's always kind of gripped me. Moses' writings in Deuteronomy 4 and 2. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall he diminish aught from it. That he may keep the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I command you. Do we understand, spiritually speaking, and by the word, commandments and statutes and principles that are given by God is like landmarks. It's like boundaries. Catch that. It's like boundaries. And as long as we walk inside those boundaries, you got the favor and the blessings of God. And every promise is yea and amen. Hallelujah. To hear your prayers and move upon your behalf. But I'm telling you, there's a generation and an hour that we're living in that has moved the boundaries so far, but they still want to claim the same rights. They want to still claim the same revivals. They want to still claim the same God. They still want to call on the same name when they get in trouble. But live the life they want to live and live any old way they get ready to live. You can't find it because it's an abomination against God. And God's never going to bless or work outside his word. He's going to stay inside the confinements of his word. Go from that, you can go to Joshua. And when Joshua was instructed by God himself, he said, Be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest, mayest prosper. And whithersoever thou goest, that's the way you're going to prosper. 
loving the word of God, loving this apostolic truth, loving this one God message, loving this holy God lifestyle of living. Man, there's nothing like it. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. Proverbs 30 and 6 says, Are thou not unto his word, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Add not to thy word, unless he reprove you and find you a liar. And the last time I read in Revelation, all liars are going to wind up in the lake of fire. We get payments from God and out of the word of God. But if God is not inside those landmarks that God established, honey, it's outside and we're going to be found as a liar. I don't want to wind up on the other side as a liar and a deceiver. Oh God, people may even hate me, but I'd rather hate the truth. Ecclesiastes, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. The word of God is so powerful, so unchanging, that Jesus himself taught us in Matthew 5 and 18. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot, not one tittle, shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Have you ever looked at Hebrew writing? You ever seen the Hebrew writing? It's got all these marks and little. It's what Jesus is telling them. All that Hebrew, those lines, and not one single one of those little marks. Did you know the Word of God was so precious in those days? That they would have to write it. And they actually wrote it backwards from us. But if they messed up on one little dot. They had to throw all of that away. That they may have just spent days working on. And start all the way back over. To get it right. I'm going to tell you what this world's done. They have broadened the way to heaven. And narrowed the way to hell. But the only way you can do that is move some old ancient landmarks that's been anchored and settled down. But I'm telling you tonight, any individual, any spiritual leader that's moved these ancient landmarks, he's gonna be a part of the blind leading the blind, and they're both gonna fall in the ditch. If there's ever been a time, church, let's start looking, hungry, thirsting. God, bring me back. To, bring me back, God. Bring me back to that old rugged cross. Bring me back to that experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If the apostles had to have it from the Acts 2 to Acts 4, who do we think we are? That we can go weeks and months and even years without the refreshing of the Holy Ghost, the rebaptizing, revisitation of the power of God in our lives. No, God, help us get back to some old landmarks. Get back inside some old landmarks. I tell you what a brush harbor people used to do. They took all night, Brother Jaron. That's what they done. That's what they done. They'd stay with it till 11 and 12 and 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Sister Buford gave us a book and gave it to Sister Moore. And I've kind of been jumping ahead and reading. 
she, she read and heard about her grandmother and grandfather. First got in church and the first revival that they got into. Said her, her, her grandpa, I believe it was, her granddad, a man said he would go to that revival. Now his wife was sick. She was in the hospital, been sick, and a man needed surgery and things of like this. And so but when he went, God, he told her about the revival and how God was moving and what God was doing. And they'd stay at it till 11 or 12. She said her dad, her grandfather would go home just in time to get three or four hours of sleep to get up and work the fields the next morning. Said, but there was others as he would get up to go to the fields. They'd be just coming from the church at daylight, leaving the house of God, coming home at daylight. Been in church and prayer and calling on God all night. <laughs> all we can sit on a screen. I ain't being ugly. We can sit in front of a screen for hours at a time. We're raising a generation. Can play with little games for hours. And you can't hardly get them to pray five minutes. Something's wrong. We've slipped away from some old landmarks. We, lived, we let the Satan and we let the world, carnality, move some landmarks. And if we're not careful, it's your spiritual leader. If I'm not careful, I feel the pressure. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's do this, do that. And let's go here and go there. And then one thing after another starts slipping in. And folks, I'm telling you, it's a wake-up time. God's been good to us, Sister Hannah. He really has. God's blessed us. God's going to bless you. God's going to give you the Holy Ghost. This thing is real. It'll change you. Don't worry about moms and dads and all the other. God takes care of all. He always has and He always will. <laughs> He'll fight our battles. He'll strengthen us. He'll make something out of us that nothing or nobody else could. There's something about this sweet Holy Ghost. There's something about this great Jesus that we've been introduced to that'll change our lives and turn us around. And you know what? It's not for sale. Buy the truth and sell it not. We're not in the bargain business. I'm not in the... I, I know what it is to have a struggle with, with boundaries. I know what it is to have a struggle right down more road with boundaries. To my surprise, I didn't know they'd done it. But when a surveyor comes, you can be seated. I'm, 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 I know I'm, I'm, I'm about to through. Just, <laughs> but did you know when you get your line surveyed, that them corner places that they'll drive a rebar about this long, down in the ground at that point, now they put a little rubber, little orange tab on top of it, and you can go there, and those numbers can tell everything there is. But here's the real deal. It doesn't matter how many years pass and what everybody thinks and what everybody says and what the, their phones tell them. Amen. That old rod's still there in the ground telling the story. Hallelujah. And I found out later on when I got a surveyor there. He began to survey it out. And you know what he found? He found that rebar that I had surveyed 10 years prior. That I showed everybody else a pink ribbon. That's where it's at. But they didn't want to believe it. But that old rebar, honey, which drove in that ground, established, honey, proved the story. I'm telling you, the word of God's going to always prove the story. The word of God, the power of God, the Lord of God's always going to prove the story. I'm telling you, stay inside the boundaries of this God. You got to be all right. 
Let the naysayers what they want to say. Let the liars say what they say. Let everybody, even the devil himself, but I'll tell you, stay inside the landmarks of God. You'll be all right. I'm telling you, not a soul, not a soul has the power or the ability to move those old landmarks. I don't care whose family it is. I don't care how many miracles they're performing. They don't have the power or the authority to move the landmarks. I don't care how big the churches get. Or how small they might be. We don't have a right. It's a curse. It's a curse. To move those old boundary lines. <laughs> you know what's amazing? You know what? You know, watch this. We're going to put one there. <laughs> We're going to put one, put one here. What side wants to be on God's side now? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just picking with you. <laughs> but that's landmarks. And boundary, amen, is a line. you got to get on the right side of the boundary to be in. I preached this all my life, and I know it's simple. But I played a little basketball. And I can make three-pointers all night long. I mean, burn the net off that hoop up there. But if my foot's on the line, I didn't say if I was out. I said if my foot was on the line, they'd never put a score on the scoreboard. I'd never help my team. I wouldn't do anything for them. It's time to get your feet off the line and get further in. It's time, amen, to quit staying hugged up, amen, to the borderline. It's time to get all in, all in, all in. talking about your soul you're talking about eternity you're talking about missing a lake of fire you're talking about something that ought to stir some of you hallelujah stir something up in you i don't want to wind up in a devil's hell i don't want to lost me wind up lost for eternity not knowing i have a chance to know this god ever again but you know what that's one of them landmarks that we don't hear preached about very much anymore. We want a preacher to come up here and preach something we ain't never heard before. We want him to come up here and pull stuff out of that Bible. <laughs> Tickle our ears and excite us. And God help us get back. Just get back to the basics. Just get back to the good old word of God. Preach it. Love it. Let the power of it and the authority of it begin to work in our hearts and begin to work in our minds. Brother Ford didn't have a clue what I was going to preach tonight just after the meeting with our praise team that we appreciate so much tonight. Amen. <laughs> I don't know what prompted him, if it's just on his mind or, or what, but he pointed out to us in Hebrews 2 and 1. Therefore, we ought to give more under seed to the things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip. It's not a time to let this doctrine slip. It's not a time to let the enemy 
bombard us in such a way and flood it out and ground it out. No. God, give me your word. Give me your promises. Give me your strength and ability, God, to live an overcoming life and a victorious life in this old present world. As we stand in this house tonight, how many is interested in the old landmarks? How many is interested in old-fashioned moves of God? The powers of the Lord. With the new technology we got, that it wouldn't just be inside these four walls, but it go out through the airways of our community. And the homes of those that's not even here, possibly even a week from now. But the power thereof will find its place in the minds and the heart and the souls of those that's lost and undone, looking for God and looking for truth. Man, I want to let them know about this truth. This great gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of it. These altars are open if you want to come pray. If you want to come seek God. If you will just come worship Him. God bless our singers here tonight.
There's some old landmarks. The way is marked with blood.
Oh! 